Back on the center and the Saints. I'm Alyssa Bell. And I'm Allison King. And today, we are talking about... Tape Kahuna. Tape Kahuna, hence the Uga Chaka, Uga Uga. <laughs> I always think of that um, thing from Finding Nemo. Oh. <laughs> Do you know that movie when they're the fish tank and they play that music? I don't remember that part, but nice. it's been a while since I've seen it. You need some younger children, dear. <laughs> a long time since I've seen it, actually. <laughs> so, this topic came about um, when I was kind of sitting with God in this new Bible that I'm doing. It's the Bible in a year. And going through the Old Testament for the first time, front to back. And I said, do I have enough reverence for God? Mm-hmm. And reverence is a really big word and not one that I would normally use. So clearly that is God speaking because <laughs> I'm barely, a, you know, can, I can barely oh spell my gosh. And, you know, I called Allison and I said, I think we should do a podcast on this because um, I came to God very late in my life. Like not too late, actually, in my, you know, mid thirties. Um, and so, and I also found God in what I would call a seeker grace and mercy filled church mm-hmm. where we learn about God's grace and mercy. And that is what attracted to him. Cause that is what I needed for myself at that time in my life. Right. Um, but I spent, you know, 10 years there learning and all the, all the right stuff, good words, God's grace and mercy is abundant. But the one thing that I was missing from my own um, faith in God was a reverence for him. And, you know, everyone that's listening to this podcast is going to be in a different camp. Right. Some of you grew up with not necessarily a reverence for God, but a terrifying fear for God because the, you know, the preacher and your parents and all the church members were telling you, God is watching you, kind of like the elf on the shelf. Oh, and yeah. if you do that, you are going to burn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those and, Baptists. And so I said, you know, Allison, what is the balance? Between the grace and mercy where I feel comfortable enough in my skin to go, I feel forgiven and valued enough in God's eyes myself to go, hey, God, this is what I'm thinking. And so it it gives me a very personal yet um, informal relationship with God. Okay. How do you balance that with the person that grew up in the church? That, you know, if you didn't have on your bonnet and your white patent shoes with the ruffle socks and uh, your frilly skirt and your teeth brushed, then you were not worthy of God and God was actually, you know, writing your name on the list of hell. So it makes me think back to this um, Jewish custom uh, that I read about years ago. And what they would do would be um, they would have a piece of paper in each pocket and one said, I am dust and ashes. Mm. And the other said, I am saved by God. Mm. Loved by God. Um, so I think, you know, it's somewhere again in the middle of that. It is realizing that we really are nothing without him. Uh-huh. That we can't forgive people without his, you know, without him working through us and in us, that we are incapable of, you know, loving others unconditionally, um, of forgiving ourselves for things, of making it to heaven. We are incapable of all those things. And he didn't create us 
to be able to handle all that. The stresses of life, the insecurities. So we are just that. And so we go to him, but we are so adored and loved and treasured by this creator, you know, who formed us out of love. And so somewhere in the middle of that, again, I think sometimes we can get, if you're, if you're thinking about it as a scale, sometimes we do get a little too heavy on the, hey, I'm just talking to God and, you know, we're working this out and he does want us to have a relationship and a friendship, but also balanced, as you said, with that reverence that Dude, he could smite smite me any second. Right. Not that not that he's going to, right. but like we are talking to the God, yes, who created everything that we see, who threw the stars into the sky, you know, like named the animals, created them. He, I mean, gravity, all of these things that make everything work. He created all of this. And he is the one you're praying to, and he is the one you're talking to, mm-hmm. and he is the one you have faith in. Right. And so, you know, I'm going to throw us all for a loop, and I actually looked up the word reverence. Mm, good. Oh, you're doing the defining. Did you look it up? Watch out. I did not. <laughs> Go, girl. As a noun, it is a deep respect for someone or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another a verb is a regard or treat with deep respect. Mm-hmm. And so I just you know, think that we can go through life. Uh, you know, I always talk about skipping a daisy field. Maybe, you know why? Why? Because I loved Little House on the Prairie. <gasps> and I think of that too. with them skipping with their hands together down yes. that field. Of In daisy. the opening. Oh, that's such a good image. And yes. so I think we could do that and just say, oh, God's grace covered that. Oh, you know, oh, I was so harsh with that person, but thankfully I have God's grace. And that feels really bad to me. Yeah. I think um, I had a really good thought, and then it flew out of my mind. I'll find it in a minute. While you're thinking about it. (laughs) On the other hand, you know, um, I recently heard from somebody, and they said, I'm uncomfortable saying that I fear God. Now, what I wanted to say was, like, how did you grow up? Because I want to know what made you think oh, that. Good point. Like, why why are you uncomfortable fearing God? And um, unfortunately, I don't have the opportunity to ask that person that. But I'm going to guess that they, God was used more as a disciplinary tool mm-hmm. and more of a, um, a, a rigid, you know, legalistic, I keep throwing that word out there because I come from such an opposite background. Right. Um, version of God that they they don't ever want to look back that way and so they just want you know the little prairie full of grace and mercy fairies right mm-hmm. well I you know I think that Jesus kind of teaches us the balance of this in the Lord's Prayer mm. when he says this was my thought our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name like we are, he teaches us not that we necessarily need, that's the only prayer we should have because that was not his point. But if you look at it and we could do this in another podcast, he's giving us a formula for mm. prayer, I think. And in the very beginning, it is stopping. The first thing we should do is to stop and honor and revere and to pause on the fact of who our God is. Yeah. 
before we go to him in prayer. And so if that, but then it's like, you know, we do say your, that your will be done, blah, blah, blah. Forgive us our trespasses. So we're asking for forgiveness. We're going into that relationship. But first, praise God for who he is. Mm-hmm. Revere him. Acknowledge mm-hmm. that he is the creator of everything and, and us. I mean, he, he breathed life yeah into into humans i mean he's he rocks right you know like oh my gosh it's gonna be so cool to meet him one day but um you know i think if we look at it that way then jesus even gives us a really good example of how to maintain that balance that you gotta that he wants both Mm -hmm. but that we do need a little bit of both just like i'm dust and ashes christ died for me you know it's like uh uh-huh so somewhere in there yeah. There I am. <laughs> and there you will be. <laughs> and there I will be. That's where we try to be. Uh, you know, and I, I had it thinking about fear because I have spent a lot of my life living in fear um, of different things. And so I do a lot to try to, like, keep a rein on that and make sure that it's a healthy fear and make sure that it is a grounded fear, grounded in a truth or grounded in um, something truly to be fearful of if there is such a thing. Right. And so um, I was speaking to a friend and, you know, he said, human nature fear consists of lies, doubt and isolation. Mm. But spiritual fear consists of gratitude for God's grace, wisdom and truth. And I said, you know what? I'm going to need you to bring that down three levels. Okay, (laughs) come on down to my level, babe. And so give me the pre-K version. Right. Can we go back to the preschool room with the Bible, please? And he said, okay, listen to this. You spend, you know, your kid's childhood teaching them right from wrong. You know, you talk about everything. They know what's right. They know what's wrong. Then they come into their teen years or their early 20s, and they're sitting at a house party, and someone brings in drugs. And your child is thinking, oh, my gosh, this is what my mom has told me about. This is what my dad warned me about. I can't be here. This is dangerous. This is not good for me. This is not healthy. Not my mom's going to whoop my butt, which maybe that is also part of it. Right. <laughs> but more so like, I know this isn't good for me. Mm-hmm. I conviction. Know... Yes. Not conviction. guilt, not shame, not anger per se, but that conviction yeah, from and, truth. And so I think like that is what God wants for us. God is laying out all the truths in the Bible and he's saying, Hey, this is the way you should go. Melissa, go this way. Melissa, can you not hear me? I'm asking you to go this way. Right. Right. And then if I decide not to go that way, number one, I'm probably going to feel really bad. Mm -hmm. I'm going to realize that I've made a mistake almost instantaneously. And then I have to go back to him and I have to reset, reset, ask for his grace and mercy. Mm Mm-hmm. But you also can't sit here and, you know, the almighty, powerful God, he can give me this job that I want. He can do anything. But then, you know, when I'm kind of wanting my way or I've done something wrong, he's got a grace and mercy. It's the same God. Absolutely. He sure is. It is, you know, I love this topic and we kind of threw this one in and this has been on your heart. And so I am really wrapping my head around how I've grown up and, you know, tried to really dig deep and think about 
as a child, how did I feel when I went before God? I mean, I grew up in the Methodist church, super traditional, but I mean, it wasn't Baptist, but I wasn't ever, you know, necessarily afraid of him. I was more afraid. I think my fear um, was that he wouldn't forgive me, Mm. that what I did um, was too bad, that it couldn't be forgiven. Now, do you think that now that you have heard the other side of the coin, like you see God on one side, you know, that is almighty, all-powerful, so much greater than you, mm-hmm. and you flip and you see the other side of grace and mercy, is it hard for you? It's not. And I think what has happened is because I understand now that he is a forgiving God, you know, and that all came from really studying scripture on my own in the Bible, that it makes his grace and mercy come so so alive for me in my heart, um, that that fear is washed away. And I'm so, I have such a confidence in his love and forgiveness now. And I think it's one reason, um, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at this because I think I will always have to work on this a little bit. It does get, I do uh, get through it a little faster most of the time than I used to. But as when I'm forgiving others, mm. it can come a little faster for me um, more than it used to because I know, I think forgiveness was such a big thing between me and God that when I realized how much he forgave and how true his forgiveness was for me, then I don't ever want to lose that by not forgiving someone else. And that takes us back to um, last week's podcast when we talk about uh, forgiveness. Yeah. And, um, you know, God is a God of grace and mercy. So I want you to hear me. If you've grown up in a church and all you've heard of is, you know, the God who smites people and opens up the earth and swallows them and, you know. um, And you got to follow all these rules and you have to follow the checklist and you're not good enough unless you do and you do your you know it's not a checklist right I want you to run as fast as you can and read John read about Jesus read about the New Testament if you're in the New Testament and that's all you know you only know about the God of love and grace and mercy and um, it's okay God does want you to go hey God this is what's going on today you know he wants to hear from us constantly like that but in order for you to understand exactly who you're calling on, exactly who you're asking to answer your prayers, exactly who is fighting your battles for you, I want you to go back to the Old Testament mm. and dig in and see what it says. Because time after time, you know, he, um, the Israelites, they, we talked about this whole idol thing and they would get these idols and then um, God would like condemn them or convict them and then he would, you know, send negativity in the world you know he would give plagues plagues right. <laughs> and so but then they would go to god yeah and what would they do they would they beg, would repent and, and beg repent. for forgiveness and there god would forgive them and then they would be good for a little while and then they would do it again and i do think that actually is a good example of how it is in our world oh right? my gosh i mean i would be there's no way i would be capable of forgiving people that much i mean i know we're supposed to but I just, you know, his, it just is, we cannot even fathom it. Right. And I think that that really boils down to why it is so difficult for many of us to accept the forgiveness and the love and the grace and the truth of that is because we find it so impossible for to ourselves. do that for others mm-hmm. and for ourselves. 
And so it seems just so wacky, so impossible. Um, there's a there's this verse in um, Zechariah uh, 10, and it talks about how the Lord is going to... It basically, well, these three words stood out to me um, when I read it, and it's, he's going to signal his people, gather them, and redeem them. And I love those three things because I think he does that. I mean, this is talking about something totally different in Zechariah, but those three words I feel like we can use all throughout our lives, that God is doing those things for us. He is, you know, signaling us. He's given us little tidbits. He's showing us things. He's, he's putting people in our path. Um, he's showing his mercy and his grace. And he, he wants to gather us in, you know, under his wing, um, his big wing that can fit all of us, right? And that just, he's a big God. More than, It's more than we can even imagine. And he wants to redeem us. But there's so much, that takes a powerful person. Yes, right. So that, and there again, is that balance that somewhere in that, I mean, this is such a big topic. Like, I, literally, my mind is blowing, is blown, just talking about it. <laughs> Your because, face is great, by the way. <laughs> I know, I'm sure. If y'all could see my face right now. I mean, honestly, it is such a concept because we really, our brains cannot even handle, you cannot handle the truth. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, movie quote, um, but it's so true. But that God that is capable of all of that adores us and wants mm. to gather us in, signal to us, gather us in, and redeem us. And that is so humbling to me. I think that that is where I walk away in this conversation. Like I sum up my feelings from this conversation with all. Mm -hmm. I'm just in all of it. And I think that's why it's so mind-blowing and so overall just humbling because I know I'm so unworthy. Mm. I mean, we all are. But here is this amazing, powerful, all-knowing, all-creating God who would do anything for me yeah. and adores me and wants me to spend eternity with him in heaven. Yes. And it's like, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> but it's kind of hard to understand and believe. But yeah, sign me up for that. Isn't it just, doesn't it just wreck your brain to wrap your mind around it? Yeah, I've been mulling this topic for, for weeks. Yeah, and you're ahead of me. So see, I'm still kind of in shock mode to like I, have I the conversation. I but at the same time, I'm still like, man, the God who required, you know, to be in God's prep, to even go into um, worship him on a Sunday in the Old Testament, you had to bring these sacrifices and like, you know, slaughter in a certain way. And you had to make sure it was a particular calf that didn't have these marrings. And yeah. you put the blood in this spot. And um, you, what about the one that tried to get the ark? There was a guy. Oh, like, gosh. Yeah. He was just trying to carry the ark of the covenant, man. And God had said, hey. Yeah. Don't be touching this. You got to touch it through the poles, right? Do not. And he... This guy, bless his heart, bless <laughs> that's his your heart. shirt that you have on, bless his heart. He, I mean, they, it was about to fall, so he just kind of, out of reaction, right. stopped, you know, stopped it. And it's like, oh, that's, I told you, sorry, you did. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, snap. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm going to stay in line over here. But we also, we also have to remember, you know, that was Old Testament, Right. 
And then there's New Testament and so much change with Jesus. It's just like when we were talking about uh, back when we were talking about hearing God was, Mm -hmm. you know, does God still talk to us? How God used to speak directly to people because that was his only avenue. Right. And and then we had Jesus and he could talk to way more. You know, he talked to his crowds, but then we had the Holy Spirit. And so things have evolved, but it doesn't mean that God, you know, he has that capability still. I mean, he is all powerful, but. I think you just like hit the nail on the head for me. So, you know, I love Jesus and his grace and his mercy. And I am so thankful for that because, you know, without it, I'd be real hot later on in life or after life. And me too, girl. When I go back and read all that people had to do to even, you know, somewhat experience or be near a person that had experienced God's presence. Mm -hmm. And then I see how easily accessible and God accessible. has made him accessible. Thank you. God has made himself to us. Yeah. That right there is a reverence I need. Word. <laughs> well, we could drop the mic on that. Yeah, there's no there's no special form. There's no fee. There's no special church. You can be anywhere. You could be sitting in the attic. Yep. You know, you with could be with a buck. <laughs> Boys and elk named Buck. <laughs> I mean, it is, doesn't it just blow your mind? Yeah. But here's what we want you to hear today. Our God loves you that much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, he adores you. You are his treasure. And we, and we just pray that you know him and that you believe him. And if you, and if you're just not sure and you're sitting on the fence, hey, reach out to us. We'd love to pray with you, send you some more information, but Jesus is for everybody. Yeah. That, you know, it is not, um, it's not a limited edition. Not a country club. Uh-uh. Yeah. He is for everyone, and you are, anyone is welcome at his table. And that brings both reverence mm. and mercy and grace. Oh, amen to that. Yeah. I feel like we need to close with a hymn, girl. <laughs> This was awesome. This was like church in the attic. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Hey, we love y'all too. Thanks for listening today. And we can hardly wait to catch up with you next week on The Center of the Saint. Bye.